What's the, what's the big fat man who sings opera? Pavarotti? No, not Pavarotti. Paul Potts? Wasn't Paul Potter a dictator? No, different one. Right. Same name. Same name. Different, diff, different epics. Same name. <laughs> <laughs> same name, different vibe. Yeah, um, one like genocide, yeah. one likes opera. Do you know what? You're in one camp or the other. It's the Wild West. All bets are off. In case you didn't know, there's a little pandemic that's going on all around us. Whilst this overshadows most conversations and media channels, everyday life is still happening. Babies are being born, businesses are functioning, people are breaking up. Life continues, business as usual, as you were. Whilst the only certainty is uncertainty and interactions with other people now sacred and scarce, this has forged the way for more genuine, authentic and honest conversations. Maybe people are now recognising what really matters or really seeing life as a gift. Over the next six episodes, we're going to be talking dating, mating and breaking up all in isolation, attempting to work from home, preserving your mental health and maybe just the good that can come from this. What opener? <laughs> Are you half French? AKA French. AKA French. Um, good morning, Gemma Jeffrey. Uh, it's the first time we've ever said that. Good morning. Um, it's the first. We time didn't we... wake up together, just FYI. I like the fact that we just podcast. Look at the cameras on. The, the microphones on straight from the gate. So as soon as we wake up, boom, we're happening. I bet that's what Reggie Yates' life is like. Yeah, just big performing time. and just delivering the whole time. <laughs> I'm not better. Shut up. Uh, good morning, Gemma Jeffrey. This is the first time we've done this. The first time it's been a, a morning-based session. And by its default, it means that we must be the least inebriated we've ever been on this podcast. We, um, I disagree. I've just put brandy in my coffee. So Breakfast Prosecco. I'm Prosecco. buzzing. Prosecco, yeah. Breakfast Prosecco. Ladies that brunch. Boozy brunch? Got, got any more for that? Yeah, I'm sober. Um uh temporarily, obviously. Um it is ten AM, so um yeah, I've just woken up and as a result it means that I am not swilling around, uh, uh swimming in 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 absolute mixed with um, bottled lemon juice because I'm drinking at an industrial rate that actually It's a very eighties drink that. Uh, do you know what? I'm watching my weight, mate. Oh, what a segue. What, what a segue. segue. You are welcome. Because I'm mindful of my personal image. Gemma, what's this episode about? It's personal image. Oh. There you go. Um, yeah, we've we've talked about um, kind of mental health. It's kind of weaved through our um, conversations to date. But it's no surprise that because of... A, of covid this isn't just a health crisis it's a mental health crisis and and one of those things which has been kind of thrown into um disarray is our personal image Mm. um because of what's happening around us and to us we're kind of grappling with do we care what we look like should we care more what we look like the pressure to be productive and have this kind of glow up appearance in quarantine um yeah it's just discussing kind of the weighted value against this and whether we're we care less about our personal image or whether it's heightened because of what's happening and we're trying to gain control i think it's nice i think it's nice i think 
Um, it's a topic that everyone can relate to to some degree. Before we jumped on the call, I said to you, um, uh, the majority of people who are listening to this have probably found it through our social media channels. And if you're on social media, that means you are consuming um, uh, uh, the personal image of a multitude of people. Um, and so even if you haven't shaved your legs in six months, um, you are still consuming the, the, the obsession with our own physical form that mm -hmm. we as a generation um uh kind of a subject to um and so yeah i think it's i think even if you are, again are really relaxed with it in our own selves um not you personally Gemma jeffrey um in our own selves it means that you but you're, it's still something that's incredibly important for us to um that we're all consuming at some point mm. personal image Personal image. Talk to me about your personal image. Um, are you? Uh, I think there's probably two camps um, uh, currently. There is the let me live stream my fitness video camp, and there is I don't want to switch on my video camera on the conference call because I've got nachos stuck in my rolls of fat. Which camp are you in, Jen? I fucking hope not the latter. There you go. Um, I think I pendulum between. <laughs> What I'm not going to say pendulum. You're gonna, you're laughing because I say it too much, aren't you? No, you've never said pendulum. Literally, never heard you say the word pendulum before. Okay. I like the idea that you pendulum. I think I pendulum between the two camps. I think I share. I'm sharing less at the moment, mainly because I've got nothing interesting, in my opinion, to share. But I will have days where I. I mean sportswear all day curly hair no makeup and then i'll have days where i'm like no no let's get properly dressed and it's usually if i'm videoing somebody and i think oh let's treat them to some mascara mm -hmm. um but yeah it i guess it's kind of um i don't know not a proud admission but i do feel better if i get up and freshen up and look sharper um rather than wallowing sharper. in sharper, sharper. What, like the old uh, power suit? Exactly. Maybe a a, a pale grey power suit matching waistcoat. I do, yeah. A twin set in pearls. I just feel fancier. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wolf, by on, Wolf on the Wold? Wolf on the Wold, man. There you go. I can, cut that to, I can cut that to be a lot tighter so that it sounds like I really was riffing there. <laughs> well, they didn't take you an extra two seconds to think of it. I'm struggling, mate. Yes, I wear a power suit, and when I wear a power suit, I feel like a badass. I bet you look like one as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is this is it. it I, I like the idea of pendulum swing. That's why I sniggered. Um, I like the idea of a pendulum swing because that is... I mean, my pendulum's on the wonk, which means that it's kind of just basically at one end, and that is the um, nachos in my body rolls uh, camp at the moment. But then living the kind of person who lives in extremes like I do means that I will then do that thing where I'll go I'm never going to eat anything unhealthy again I drank all my beer in one quick in quick succession so that I could move on from beer and live a healthier lifestyle but I had to drink nine beers to get there so you had to go through you know that, that book um uh, uh we're going on a bear hunt kind of yeah i couldn't go around it so i just went through it <laughs> you um, powered through it i powered through it like got, a temping bowling exactly ball. just imagine that uh, my head is the bowling ball and the pins as uh as, as craft beers sent from my beer subscription 
um, their name. Nisa Fancy. Nisa Fancy. Um, <laughs> uh, future sponsors of the uh, uh, of the Gem and Jeffrey podcast. Mm. Um, no, and uh, uh, yeah, and then I go on this thing where I go, I have a complete health tip, and then I um, put on uh, leggings. Um, I only eat clean foods. Um, I stop drinking alcohol, and I think about going for a run. Um, and that think will being the to, operative word. Think though. being the operative word, and then that happens a couple for a couple of days, and then I go, "This is making me depressed." Exercising, which which is kind of polar opposite to what all health and mental health um, professionals say. This exercise actually makes you feel happier, but thinking about exercise makes me feel depressed. So um, I cushion that that pain with um, with delivery. Do you think though that um, the self punishing and the guilt is like more compounded because of the situation because I think that I'm I'm so guilty of being like you didn't go for a run today you didn't go for a run today Mm. and I like I'll punish myself to the point of getting up at six o'clock the next day and pushing myself far too hard and then being like well fuck my knee or whatever yeah because because the the um internal guilt trip that I send myself on is seems fast like um far far more severe than i normally would do um yes i think that's probably the case i I, I think i think i think all of these like you said at the beginning of the episode everything weaves into our mental health and um the punishment that you give yourself will um grow and shrink be more severe or less severe than um time outside of quarantine and i think it's really dependent on the person because i I'm someone who beats myself up a lot um, uh, for a variety of reasons and um, really kind of spends a, a disproportionate amount of time being negative towards myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, once quarantine began, uh, at least for the first few weeks, actually, I think probably I've been kinder to myself since quarantine began than I would outside. So I think that, yes, quarantine or self-isolation is affecting the way in which we think behave what have you but for some people that will be an improvement rather than a uh, a further uh, push downward as it were and so yeah i'm really patient myself now i'm like dude come on man like it's it's fucking quarantine the world's like literally falling apart right now don't beat yourself up because you haven't gone for a run i was like an asteroid's about to like wipe us all out who gives a shit do you know what i mean get the chicken wings um and and that, I know, it feels like just thinking about it now. It feels like there is less um, uh, self-loathing, self self-loathing, since we've been in this. Uh, for me personally, yeah. I is there for me? I think for a lot I... of people it probably be hard, uh, less. I'm sorry, more. I think for a lot of people it'd be more. I um, think there's this weird. Everyone keeps saying it like quarantine glow up and i hate to say it but i'm definitely like everyone everyone's posting a video about 10k 15k runs or i don't know the sun the sun's really shining so everyone's out and looking like glowy mm. i definitely think there's a sense of pressure still even though i'm like in the cotswolds living in li- literally living in sportswear mm. i definitely have this like when i re-enter the city it's going to be a like a debutant coming of age party and i'm gonna have a <laughs> that's interesting but i wonder if then if that if that plays a part again i think that all of these are completely unique situations and they all have unique ingredients that then uh generate a u- kind of unique output but i wonder that idea 
I thought it was interesting about you, this kind of return to the city because the self-isolation has been a geographical change for you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, whereas I'm still sitting in the same flat that I always sit in, um, hanging out, going to the same shops, hanging out with the same person that I always hang out with. Um, and so uh, there is less of a, there is less of a, a, a contrast to um, life before quarantine for me, whereas there is a, quite a notable one for you um, because you've spent, when was the last time you spent this much time at the family home? Oh my God, uh, like after university? I mean, like eight, nine years, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like it's a long time. And so there is going to be a whole raft of um, of emotional uh, uh, um, challenges or kind of thought process changes because there was such a dramatic and in a geographical sense there was such a, ge uh, a dramatic change and i and so and a return to just... london is a yeah. is a thing it's and 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 that's going to build in that's going to feed into and it's not just geographical it's it's i read an article um i think it was last weekend it was in the times and it was three people writing about basically being boomerang children because of covid mm. so obviously the the boomerang child term happened after university the first recession that we lived through just saying two two recessions for this generation but everyone returning home after university because obviously they couldn't get jobs in the cities that they'd moved to and it happening again mm. and what it meant so like typically your your week would be working and then your weekend would be like going out or raving in warehouses or going to pop-up restaurants in london or whatever and then suddenly it's like it's a mixture of no man's land between Christmas and New Year when you don't know what day of the week it is and you're like, fuck, like, have I got out of pyjamas? Mm. And being a child again. It's like being on summer holidays. Mm -hmm. And suddenly having no control, and I don't mean this necessarily in a bad way, over what you're eating for dinner mm. or the shape of your day or yeah. things like that. Relinquishing and control. It's really bizarre. Mm. And actually, it took me a long time to adjust to it. And now I'm comfortable. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've got to go back and... I have to feed myself at some point. Got to feed myself. Yeah. Shout out to all those people who have to make their own dinners, all right? Yeah. <laughs> no one feeds me. Hey, we're on a rotor. Mm. I do cook here. Right, I bet you do. <laughs> Cheese on toast for every time Gem's making food. Hey, um, you've eaten my dinner. I can cook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Personal image, personal image. Have you got, have you got, have, have you changed physically since pre-corona, post-corona? Um, have I? No, I don't think so. I've, I mean, I've, I'm exercising more than I would do normally, mainly because I've got so many free hours in the day. And I have, have just been using the space that I've got. So walking and running a lot more. Other than that, largely. no. The same lady. The same you lady. Your legs? I mean, I've shaved. I shaved my legs. I have been out in the sun more. So I think I'm, I've got a few more freckles. Um, I still paint my nails religiously. That's that's, that's a real. That's interesting. I don't know whether it's just it's because Top it's something I find. Sorry. Top or bottom. Both. Both. I mix it up. Mix it up. But. I don't know if it's because it's it's a therapeutic task or whether it's because I like how it looks. I don't know, but it's just something that I've continued to do, mm. even though I'm not putting any makeup on my actual face. I am painting my nails. Do you not wear makeup? No. It's okay. 
so again that must be that must be i mean I, 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 that must be really interesting um uh do you know how they're talking about the world is healing um that kind of concept that um there's often a case and correct me if I'm wrong as a man who doesn't wear makeup but when women wear excessive amounts of makeup their skin is negatively affected by the mm. amount of makeup they wear which means that they need to wear more makeup to cover their bad skin and it's a vicious circle it's like a catch-22 exactly but then they can never not wear makeup because it is intrinsic to uh to the to the lives we live is there potential that there are girls out there who are wearing less makeup because they can't because they're being seen less and as a result their skin will improve and that when they when we finally get out they're actually gonna be better looking <laughs> so asking that, for a friend, the asking for a friend. Um, i think there is I think it's an interesting change. So I know we're not talking specifically about work, but I'm just going to use this as a very quick example. Mm. I wouldn't have historically gone into the office without makeup on because mm. people would have been like, Thomas? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Are you the ill? the fuck is that? Um, yeah. And I'm not somebody that wears, I don't, I don't have like contoured face mm. of makeup, yeah. uh, mainly because I can't do it and I look like a fucking clown. But... I like I wouldn't have gone into the office without makeup. Mm. However, when all this happened, I let my hair go. Like I don't, I don't, I haven't been straightening it as much. So I've just had curly hair and no makeup and popping up on Zoom with people from work, and I just didn't care. Mm. And I think everyone was a little bit like that as well. And yeah, and I, I th- and and firstly, your hair always looks really lovely when it's not. Um when it's not straightened to within an inch of its life. So, um, again, I think your hair's probably enjoying uh, Corona, um, as are your family, who... Um, I thought you were about to say fans. <laughs> I see your fans, yeah. I mean, you're not really posting aggressively that we can enjoy it, but, yeah. Um, but I know your family enjoy it kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I love this idea of kind of... Oh, it's a shift. There's an allowance. I had my review this week at my company uh, where... Um, senior management uh, um, uh, took me aside for a a video meeting um, and talked about how bad or good I was at my job. I mean, everyone knows what review is. I don't know why I'm going to explain it. But (laughs) what was interesting was I put a jumper on. I think I've said this to you guys before. I put a jumper on because it means that that's how I established kind of some sort of professionalism. But and I think I had like put my hair back that day. But what was more interesting was the fact that on the video call, talking to the owners of my business, like my beard is like we've drifted into like straight up pirate kind of Tom Hanks castaway vibes right now. Right. This is the longest it's ever been. Right. And I would never have let myself be seen on record in that way. But this is kind of I have found myself thinking, I mean, if they are going, why the fuck's his face like that? They're also going, oh, it's Corona. Just got to let them do what they do. Yeah. And my face is really enjoying this beard. I mean, no one else is. My daughter thinks I look like a pirate. Um, Keeps kind of hinting. She keeps going, oh, you know what I like? I like it when your beard's really short. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I get it, babe. I get it. But also... With birds flying out. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, oh, we I'm get like it. the twits. I, you know what? I can't help but get food in it these days. It's so big now that uh, there's always food in it. And she's like, there's food in it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, when I, when I become this guy? But more interestingly is that when else in my life would I be able to grow a beard like this? And my theory, I was thinking about this before, 
was I wouldn't grow a beard like this when I was at work because, um, not that I couldn't, I work in the media for like sake, half of them have homeless beards. Um, but I wouldn't because I was trying to communicate a professional image to mm-hmm. to, to get sales or to uh, um, uh, to win clients, what have you. And that, that wouldn't make me feel comfortable in order to do that. And I wouldn't if I wasn't employed because I'd be like, damn man we need to get a job we've got mortgages to pay make yourself i would present myself more aggressively if i was in a moment of need uh, uh, mm-hmm. in that respect and so i was sitting there thinking this is the only situation apart from you've won the lottery you can do what you want where i am have the freedom to and it's only a bit I'm, I'm not i'm not overthinking it but i have the freedom to relax into something um uh, in a way that i would never do before and so again yeah. it's almost kind of liberating if I shave my legs this would be a phase of not shaving my legs you know yeah I haven't again completely non-judgmental to anyone that doesn't want to shave their legs or their armpits I am a chill to hang it's just something that I haven't stopped doing mm. even though I'm it's not something you just like doing it's as simple as that no and I don't, I don't know it's just something I just haven't stopped mm. um so we've talked about personal image being something that whether we use it as something as control or, you know, feeling together or whatever. Mm. But do you think there's a general sense of the value we put on personal image in terms of our, like, physically how we look, lessening over, like, this sense of there's more going on in the world? No, is my short answer to that. I'd like to think that was the case. I wish yeah. I could say yes, but I think that... Um, that normality is, or sorry, uh, the norm is decided um, by where you fit into wider society, um, I think is a kind of a general statement to make. But if you were defining what the norm was, you could go look, look at what's happening outside of your home. And if 50 people are wearing hats and only one of them is not, then you can argue that the norm is to wear a hat, for example. Mm-hmm. Our norm is now decided. Our ex, our the, the outside with which we um, uh, are used to qualify our norm is social media, and social media unfortunately means that um, we are consuming um, uh, external kind of um, validation or or or, or um, grading um, from a, a large number of people. We all follow. 200 people plus um uh if not more which and we all spend hours on our phones again i'm not sure if anyone else is doing it but um the, the my, my my instagram hours must be clocking i don't know three or four hours in a day yeah now. you know you can review your stats yeah your and i literally spend, oh, it's I, embarrassing mine it's yeah embarrassing. i mean i'm saying three or four so that i don't alienate the audience um there are people listening and i'm one of them who have passed 10 hours and I'm mm. definitely one of them. I've passed 10 hours in a day on Instagram um, because it has become, and I now do it without thinking. It's not even, it is kind of almost, yeah. uh, it's, it's just almost like when people um, it's autopilot, autopilot you just hold open, cigarettes yeah. and they just have to smoke. And it's, and you know, when they release nicotine, um, they release nicotine e-cigarettes so that they were, so that people could continue to hold something because their yeah. body was so it's used to. It's habitual, isn't it? Yeah, it, that you were holding uh, what felt like a cigarette in your hand. Yeah, it's completely that I watch television and even if I'm enjoying the TV show my hand will still open Instagram and I'll still keep searching and because of that depending on who you follow um, it means that you are constantly having to uh, check and reassess your placement within society based on the images you're seeing now I've got to the point now where I now 
unfollow mm-hmm. people. I do a uh, what's it called a Marie Kondo type situation. If when I see that person's Instagram feed, it doesn't fill me with joy, then I have to unfollow them because what I was recognizing is I scroll for ten or fifteen minutes before I get out of bed in the morning, which again I'm not actually that, that proud of. Um, and if I'm seeing people who make me feel shitty about myself in that first 10 or 15 minutes that has a potential to feed into the rest of the day and so one i'm trying to get myself off scrolling pre mm-hmm. um uh, uh pre pre-rising and two i'm removed and that means actually i've removed people that i like i've removed um i've removed friends or what do you call it you can mute people so i still follow them and i can still see their products but i don't you know i'm not fed it and it's because for whatever reason if that person is making me feel bad about myself so any of my friends are doing mad fitness videos or boys I went to school with who look a certain way or drive fancy cars like whatever that thing is yeah. we know we know what the social media jealousy feels like um is getting married is having children do you know what I mean whatever the the thing that we feel we're lacking is if it's then represented through social media um it can make you feel bad about yourself and um and so unfortunately um we are not relaxing in the way i believe we are not relaxing in the way in which we perceive ourselves based on this self-isolation because we are still being fed a constant stream of perfection via our social media channels and via a bunch of people who don't want to admit that they are struggling in this time as well we all know social media is fake which means we're all generating a a projected image of who we are not the actual image which means that I haven't seen one post where someone says, I haven't shaved my armpits. I haven't seen, I'm getting a lot of the barber ones actually to defend, to, to, to play devil's advocate on my own point. There is a massive, quite lovely trend of the bad haircuts that black boys are suffering yeah. with at the moment. Um, I say black boys specifically because the nature of the way in which uh, the black haircut works, uh, it relies on a lot more hard lines um, rather than fa- rather than um, uh, faded out lines, um, soft lines. And, that means that uh, the barber industry in for the black community um, is kind of, one, it's a lot cheaper um, uh, for the haircut, but it's mostly because you are visiting it way more regularly. Black boys who are switched onto this will be going to the barbershop once a week, if not once a fortnight. Um, if, if once a fortnight. I go back once a month when I've not got any hair, and even that feels excessive, um, which means that just five weeks, eight weeks out of quarantine, in this quarantine situation, they have had they've seen a dramatic change and so all the memes are like boys like men crying and hugging each other and it says <laughs> it says when i when the barbershop finally opens it's going to be emotional or it is boys with a selection of hats on um and and there's something really warming about that i'm really enjoying that as a trend um not someone who particularly cares i'm the polar opposite i'm really reveling in my dishevelment dishevelment dishevelness um dishevel well dishevel <laughs> Uh oh, we're going to send in one of these again. Dishevelment, um, but um, yeah, and and there's something really fun about that, and there's something kind of um, quite kind of compassionate about it. That we're all, firstly, we're celebrating our barbers, which is strange that men kind of will go, even if in a joking sense, will vocally uh, celebrate another man in that way, in quite an emotional way. But two, there is this Jesus, look how silly I look, kind of thing. But apart from that. I'm just thinking about all the Instagram celebrities. I'm not seeing um, uh, anything that shows any sign of weakness. I'm just seeing a repeated sense of strength. That's, and that's why that's hard. I think that 
again, without trying to sound really pious, I've been really mindful of what I share because I think you and I spoke about this uh, yesterday mm. or the day before, I can't remember. Um, that instinct to share whatever you're doing, even if even if something isn't that interesting, mm. you can make it look interesting on Instagram by putting a GIF on it or putting a filter on it or shooting something at an angle where it looks pretty, but it cuts out all the shit that's going on around it. Mm-hmm. But also sharing something that cuts out all the shit that's going on and the chaos that's going on in your head. So, you know, we, it's obviously no surprise that people are feeling anxious at the moment or not themselves mm. or or you haven't run a brush through your hair so you're looking a pretty fucking funky version of yourself. Mm. I've been mindful not to crop and edit and cut and tailor and tweak a version of whatever I'm doing to suit my Instagram. Yeah. I've just been I've just been really mindful of it because of the point you just made there of celebrities and friends pushing out content which makes you feel nothing short of a bit shitty mm. and a bit like oh I'm fucking out of it they're up and running or they've baked a sourdough and mm. and they're eating it with their boyfriend in their flat and you're suddenly like fuck um I- i'm wearing stretchy leggings mm. again like i think it i think people are maybe more mindful of what they're sharing maybe i'm completely naive but it's definitely been a thought process in my mind i think yeah i, I think i think i think they're two separate statements i don't think people are being mindful or i don't think it's coming across as more mindful but i think that you are being more mindful and um and that is no bad thing um uh, but i still i just i'm not seeing enough weakness and i can't believe that going through what is going on right now, there isn't, again, I, I, you know me, I'm obsessed with my um, imaginary meters, uh, like we talked about the Blue Peter meter, and mm-hmm. um, if I could have a gauge that said uh, anxiety over this period. I mean, maybe there are lots of people who feel like me and actually are, are, are leaning into this um, uh, uh, self-isolation and actually enjoying it to, to a certain degree and don't want to admit that. But I think I would fear that there are a lot of people who are anxious, who are panicking, who are scared. And I'm not seeing that on social media. Maybe it's the people I follow. Maybe there are some heartwarming accounts where people are talking about it. And I think, again, we drift into this space where either it is nothing at all or it is, hi, this is Mental Health Monday. Guys, I just want you to say. And it gets too much. Whereas, actually, I think there's there's gradients to this. And actually, just going... Um, and, I mean, I'm the kind of person who plays a fool on my Instagram. And so everything I do is a joke where I'm normally poking fun at myself or poking fun at those around me or even when I'm bragging, it's kind of humble bragging in the sense that, and humble bragging is not a compliment, it's a, not a good thing, but in that sense of kind of going, I'll put some stupid comment around it, even if it's something that I want to show off. So I'm having mm-hmm. a great day today, but I'll go, look how stupid that guy's hair is. So that there's, at least there's um, a sense of awareness of, of what we're doing or, or, or that... We have to be mindful of of not coming across like your life is amazing because I think it's just really dangerous. I think it's always dangerous, uh, the personal image um, projection that social media has. But I think it potentially is more dangerous. Um, and I that. and I do understand why people are mindful of not looking crumbled around the edges because mm. as soon as you do that, I I feel personally like you relinquish some control because you're like, oh fuck, I'm like really exposing a, a vulnerable version of myself. Mm. And we've talked about it in the three episodes prior to this one about how 
this whole pandemic has opened the door to more open and genuine conversations mm. with people. So I think that's one separate thing in that my, me and my friends are ringing each other. Like I rang Jess yesterday, mm. really teary. And I was like, I don't even know what's happening. I dropped a pen on the floor and now I'm crying mm. and I don't cry. Mm. So we're being way more honest like that. Um, versus are we being completely honest in terms of our personal image and when I say personal image I don't mean how coiffed is your barnet mm. I mean like personal image that you project into the world and that you share because mm. I I think and even when people are going oh my god I'm in total disarray that they, they still look preened mm. and I I would do it if somebody said to me show your ver- worst version of yourself I still wear my best leggings mm. and do a version of like wacky hair which still looks chic because mm. because there is that like I need to have still have some control over this, otherwise everything is like in disarray. It's really interesting. It's really interesting, and not again. It's it's really it's really fresh. It's really fresh insight because it's not what I. Um, it's not how my brain works, and so, um, and but I think probably you are more uh, typical of the way in which people are thinking, um, and so I guess yeah. Then then that that that. That makes me sad a little bit not sad but i mean it makes me it makes me think i need to be thinking about those around me more or worrying about those around me now more I, when, we, when you were talking a moment ago i was thinking to myself once we get off this i might just post a kind of um like i said to you before not the extremes not a hey guys i hope you're surviving out there but a hey let's enjoy the weekend um shout out to all those people who haven't shaved their legs or who are feeling crappy or do you know what i mean something 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 so that you can yeah. So that you can, um, yeah. So that so, 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 so that we can we can shine a light momentarily using the vehicle that is Instagram Stories, just to go. Like it's, it's not normal. It's okay that this is, feels weird. Um, let's not panic, but also let's not pretend, kind of thing. Just mm. because, um, yeah, I guess that kind of makes me a little bit sad that 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 might be the case that people might be. Really I don't I don't think it I don't think that's what I've just said then is that I've just unearthed this gem and I should write a thesis on it it's not a new concept that people one look at social media and feel shitty about their own existence and then in turn go okay I need to do some cool shit and I need to post about it yeah whilst I'm posting that cool shit how do I actually feel about myself and there's a massive disconnect between do I actually feel good in that moment and, I'm, and and am I living presently if I was living presently why am I sharing a picture of my sandwich mm. but I think the whole thing has just been like amplified because of what's going on because we're naturally doing what is deemed less cool shit because we're in our homes and you have to be inventive about making your dinner look making a can of spam look like a fucking Michelin star meal mm making your doing your face with makeup to sit in your living room or getting out of anything that's not your pajamas so you're the whole you you're naturally scrolling on instagram led horizontal with a pack of cheetos on your chest being like ah why (laughs) but that isn't a new concept it would just be that usually you just do that on a sunday and then you kickstart your monday and be like cool right up and atom and then you do what you say and now it's you just, drink all your craft beers and, and then go for a massive day. run and now it's every damn day and it's like groundhog day, day. <laughs> just sitting there 
completing Netflix, watching TV and podcasting. And podcasting. Body image and, and person image are not new concepts. I think that given everything that's happening in the world, um, we've kind of hard pendulum between do I give a shit what I look like anymore and I need to make an effort because I need to use this time wisely and I need to finally get the six pack that I threaten to do every summer but never have time to do. Um, but I think, again, it's just what we're experiencing is just an amplified version of what we already experienced. Mm-hmm. So the things that we're fed on social media, the the internal monologue of self-abuse that we give ourselves and the comparison between our friends and our colleagues or whoever because they're doing something better than me or they're further along or they run a 5k more like quicker than I do um but I feel like we we kind of close these episodes um consistently on on hopefully a positive note in that just try and put your phone down Mm. like even if you don't delete your Instagram account delete the app off your phone take time to actually enjoy what you're doing presently and not need to share or curate a version of what you're doing and recognise how you're actually feeling in that moment. Are you doing something for yourself and that is making you feel good? Or are you doing something that you can then project or share forward? Mm-hmm. And just question that for yourself. Also, I, that's yeah. what I'm going to try and do. Yeah. I, and I think I think to, to that point, again, is also, I think you've said it in the past, is kind of be kind to yourself in the sense that if you do spend 10 hours on Instagram, know that mm-hmm. you haven't committed some heinous crime. Know that you aren't cheating yourself um and know that you know what I mean that 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 you're not the only one doing you're it you're not the only one doing it because I think that that's a large part is that again probably more of the damage that is being done to people right now is the damage that they're doing to themselves by comparing themselves to the expectations they have for themselves mm-hmm. more than the Cheetos that they're actually eating yeah the the, the, yeah. the, the, the self-loathing is going to kill you quicker than the um than the calories will unless you're eating as many as I am um <laughs> and and so the big the, the probably the potentially the biggest exercise you can do is exercising compassion towards yourself first and then letting the rest of it flow rather than continuing to beat yourself up for anything yeah. for how you look for how you don't look um for how much you compare to those around you um for how good or bad you are as a human being if you're kind to yourself then you have the potential to um get out from under all of that self-loathing and actually you might find the impetus to go for the walk is a lot easier to come by because mm-hmm. if you don't you don't care and if you do it's a it's just a bonus You're winning. You know? yeah. exactly so um yeah uh, you, you often said as we finish these be kind to yourself um uh, uh keep your head up or down depending on which way you consider to be useful in this survival um and yeah let's push on man yeah i like that um, I agree with your sentiment. Um, yeah, episode four, rounded up. Thank you, Matthew, and for those who are listening to us this morning. Thank Peace. you, Gemma Jeffrey. Always a pleasure. Sometimes a chore. Don't show off. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. This episode is dedicated to two men who lost their lives. The first is UK rapper Ty aka Ben Chijioki, apologies Ben if I'm saying your name horrendously, uh, who was a British rapper who I grew up listening to um, in the early 2000s and who sadly passed away as a result of complications surrounding the coronavirus. Um, And the second is uh, a Georgian man, Armoud Arbery, who was shot while running 
uh, jogging by two men brandishing guns who claimed they believed he was a burglar. Um, and I just thought it was we'd take a moment to send love and positivity to their families around these dark times for two very different reasons, but two sad stories nonetheless. <laughs>